grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. For those who aren't familiar with the traditions of the Lutheran Church and for those who are, just a bit of a quick recap. The Bible readings that we hear on a Sunday are not always just chosen randomly by the pastor. We tend to follow a set list of readings. It's called a lectionary and it goes for about three years and so for each Sunday of the year, for three years, there are specific readings set and that means depending on which church you go to, many churches around the world follow this, you'll be hearing the same readings today if you were worshipping elsewhere but not always, sometimes pastors like to stray a little bit and look into something else. The bonus of this list of readings is that over a three-year period, if you come to church every Sunday, you have heard a huge chunk of the Bible. And I mention that because when I was thinking about today's service, I thought, okay, what am I going to say that's appropriate for the beginning of the school year, installation of the new pastor, uh, principal, sorry, the new staff, a word of comfort and encouragement for the current staff, for the members of the congregation, the parish who don't have much of a connection to the school anymore because your children have grown up and left school, that sort of a thing. I thought, oh, look, I'll just stick with the readings for the day. And so I was happy to hear that the readings included Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. That's a common phrase that we sometimes use when we refer to people. Oh, that man, that guy, he's salt of the earth, that fella. That couple, salt of the earth, we need more of them in our organisation. So when we say that, we usually mean we think they're a decent person, reliable, dependable, good bloke, that sort of a thing. But that's not the way Jesus uses salt in the Gospel reading today. When he says to his disciples and when he says to us, you are the salt of the earth, he's not saying you're a good bloke, you're a dependable person, you're reliable, you might be a reliable person. But Jesus is saying you are distinctive you stand out and you'll be noticed. Add salt to any food, even a little bit. Flavour is immediately changed, especially if it's a food that's not meant to have salt. If you accidentally put salt instead of sugar in your cup of tea, you will notice. It's distinctive. It stands out, but it's not a good cup of tea anymore. It's not to your taste anymore. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. When we talk about salt today, we're often talking about low salt diets. And we see salt as something that's bad, even. And it's something cheap. It doesn't cost a lot to get salt from the supermarket. But in Jesus' day, salt was precious. 
And the more pure and the more potent the salt was, the more valuable it was. It was even used as currency. People traded with it. The salt of Jesus' day was precious. And so Jesus is talking about, when he says, you are the salt of the earth, he's talking about something that changes flavour. Something that also preserves. That's what it was used for in those days. It was even used by doctors to cure things, to prevent decay. It's not cheap, but highly valuable, great worth. But of course, if it loses its saltiness, as Jesus says, then it's no better than plain old sand. So Jesus is, we also have to note that Jesus is not saying you could be salt if you tried hard. You might be salt if you achieve a certain standard or if you really, really wanted to be. Jesus simply says, you are the salt of the earth. That is who we are by the grace of God. You are salt. God has made you this salt. He has declared you to be salt of the earth. You do not make yourselves salty with good behaviour points or sacrificial generosity or any work of righteousness. This is who you are in Jesus Christ. This is what happens in baptism and spirit-given faith. This is the call to be who you are and wherever you are. At home, work, school, the boarding house, wherever you are, and regardless of your age, you are the salt of the earth. And so there is an implicit warning here in Jesus' graceful words to not lose what God has given you. Do not lose your salt. If you are a preacher, do not preach another gospel than this gospel of what Christ has done. If you hear the gospel message, refrain from itching ears that exchange what seasons and saves for what is worthless. Don't lose the distinctive of Christ within and him crucified or your saltiness is gone. Because ultimately that's what makes us different. That's what makes us salt. That's what makes us as a church worldwide different. That's what makes Peace Within College truly a different school Christ Christ crucified and risen Christ within salt of the earth Jesus also says you are the light you are the light for the world again Jesus is not referring to an easy light 
that you can hit the switch for. And it's on just like that. Jesus is talking about a precious light. When Jesus first said these words, electricity had not been harnessed. If you wanted to see at night time, you needed to light candles. You needed to make sure you had those resources to be able to keep lamps burning. And you lived in a world where much happened in the darkness because there was no natural light. That was when all the evil activities took place and people feared going out at night time because they could not see unless they had a light. You are light in Christ who lives in you by baptism and faith. You are light, the bold and the powerful light that chases away shadows. Jesus Christ shines in you and through you. And this is not an option. Jesus doesn't say, if you switch the light on, you are the light of the world. Jesus doesn't say, if you work hard enough, you can become the light. Jesus simply declares what God has done in you, giving you the light. This is not the light of human effort. This is not the light of organisation or planning, but it's the light of Christ living within. And you are not the source of that light. Christ is. You shine with borrowed light. We are mirrors of Christ's bright and pure light. But of course, again, here is an implicit warning not to lose the light or exchange it for darkness. We are called to be who we are, wherever we are. We are called to be salt and light. This is not a new program that we need to adopt. This is not a new skill that we need to learn. This is not professional development although we certainly do grow in our faith and our faith can be fed and nurtured. But this is who we are because of Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, let your light shine for others to see. Don't place a bowl over it. Jesus is simply saying, be who you are. Be the people that God has declared you to be. Be the person who Jesus died for that you might be. Be the person who Jesus rose that you might be and in whom his Holy Spirit is working his miracle of faith and trust. So it's not a call to come back to the basics. This is not about breaking things down to their simplest and most basic content. It's all about God at work in you. He who died that you might live now lives in you and works through you. And you don't make this happen. It's all Jesus. You don't make it happen, but you can get in the way. You can switch your light off. 
You can refrain from sprinkling your salt. You can decide, I'm going to keep quiet because of fear of not fitting in, fear of the reaction you might get. And so you can get in the way. You can place a bowl over your life. So the call of the gospel is not to become somebody different than who you are, but to be the person God has made you to be. His child by baptism and faith. It requires the grace of the Holy Spirit at work in you to hear his voice speaking in the word, to rejoice in the new life born in you by baptism, to receive your good and blessing, wonderful food of Christ himself, which he gives in the supper and as he comes to us in other people. It sounds quite simple and it very much is, but it is also majestic. It's truly awesome. It's mysterious. And yes, very surprising. And it is God at work in us, through us. And you are not alone in this. And we can be comforted in knowing that a little bit of salt affects the flavour of the whole meal. A little bit of salt preserves and cures and so even just the small bit that God can do through us can have a wonderful and great effect and with regards to light not all the darkness in the world can blot out the light from a single candle light a match in a pitch dark room and everyone knows exactly where you are and provided you have enough fuel for that light no darkness will ever be able to expel it or extinguish it we dare not dumb down or make more ordinary this extraordinary word of God and this wonderful reality. We don't need to try and cover things up. We don't need to try and make the gospel message more easy for people to digest. This is not a call from God to shape up our behaviour, but simply to be. Let Jesus shine in us. Let Jesus season through us every conversation, every work that we do, so that wherever we are, whoever we are with, wherever it is that we find ourselves in work, at leisure, so that Jesus is the centre and that God is glorified.
is not a call to be somebody else, but to be who you are in Jesus. May God continue to make us the salt and the light for his purpose and for his glory. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.